Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. Hey, everybody. It's the Title IX Podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley with Elisa Woods. Hey, Elisa. What's up? Just a casual day for us here. Yeah, no, we're not celebrating with giant party hats and <laughs> what are these things called? Kazoos. Ready? Right? I'm going to turn around and do it. You do it. Because it's our 50th episode, <laughs> and we like to celebrate things around here. Heck yeah. I even got cyclone-colored kazoos. I know. I noticed. Of course I noticed. I'm always planning. These are ABC, always be planning. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. Um, <laughs> I don't know this they. I'm going to take these for sure to games this fall. You're going to hold on to those until the fall? Yeah. Okay. All right. Girl, I just pulled some M&Ms out of my purse from who knows when. That's true. You fed them to my children. Thank you for that. You're welcome. She pulled out M&Ms like Mary Poppins. It was yeah. amazing. I'm just trying to bribe them. So they for like your me. love. Yeah. So they like me more than they like Jared. I don't think you have to worry about that. <laughs> Aww. Well, it's our 50th episode, everybody. So we're going to celebrate throughout. I have some prize- surprises for you. Not surprises. surprises just surprises. I- oh, gosh. So Can I tell you about ready. a prize? So I was at my physical therapist today. And they have some sort of contest going on where you have to guess the amount of nails in this little jar. And I said, I'm very competitive. And so I guess. No, not you. Yeah. And so I was very nervous about my guess. And I was guessed 211, but I went with 218 because that's my birthday. And the woman who knows the answer said, oh, wow, I'm very impressed. And I said, oh, really? And she goes, just so you know. So I think that she's means, in the know. Yeah, I think that that means that I was close. So are you going to find out soon? I don't know. You didn't ask about I, the details of the contest. To be honest, I don't even know what I win. <laughs> you just want to win. hundred percent. I have no idea what I win. And I didn't even think about it until this it. very moment. Okay. Well, good. Keep us posted. Okay. We're going to be on the edge of our seats okay, until we find out. So we, as always are sponsored by the Ivy college of business at Iowa state. And at least I don't know if you saw, but they just finished a beautiful expansion on the Jardine business building. Gotta love it. Which got me thinking, we've mentioned this in passing, but we really need to take our little children to the aim, to Iowa State campus and, yeah. and do a little picnic. Yeah. Picnic. That would be very fun. So let's do that. By the Campanile. And then you can just uh, hand out candy as we go. Yeah. Out of your Mary Poppins bag. Yeah. I'm we- just like a human parade. <laughs> You kind of are. It's pretty great. It's true. The whole podcast network is, of course, sponsored by our friends over at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. You know, I never heard from Ryan about our Olympics-themed drink oh. or our drink for our 50th episode. Dang. So, hey, uh, Ryan, you listening, buddy? Come on, man. <sighs> but still, even if he doesn't listen, make sure you check out all of the wonderful spirits from the Mississippi River Distilling Company, including, of course, Cody Road. To be fair, I forgot about it, too. So, And it's your podcast, so. I think I'd probably just go with a straight shot of bourbon whatever <laughs> what's that kind of night yeah. that's my drink of choice <laughs> just a straight shot of whatever yeah okay good whatever's in the fridge because i like it cold i do too all right so this is our 50th episode so here's your first surprise throughout the podcast i'm going to be throwing little random tidbits about the number 50 at you okay you keep saying things that make me think you're going to give me presents Um, there are no you got your present it's this giant party hat it's legitimately you guys it's like a foot and a half tall it is in these little kazoos it is yeah i'll we'll send out a picture later but they're very bright and obnoxious because that's how we roll okay no prizes are okay what's the quiz is it a quiz yeah okay this one's a quiz 
who currently wears number 50 for the Iowa State football team? I didn't know this, so I had to look it up. Jared, do you know? Jared doesn't know. What? No. Tyler Morrow. He's... He... Because we're playing a game, Jared. Just play along. Who wore, who wore number 50 at Ames High? Because it was the biggest jersey they could find. Who? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? I didn't expect that. I thought you were going to name off some football player. No. Right now. Basketball. <laughs> My mind was football. So all I could think about is you running out in a giant football jersey. Girlfriend oh, wasn't going to wear a medium. I'll God. tell you that right now. No, no mediums for you. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. I'm already sweating. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. 52 Tyler, for away games. Okay. Wait, maybe it was 51. 51. Yeah. Okay. Tyler Morrow is the three-star offensive tackle out of Davenport Assumption. He's an Iowa boy. So now you know. I bet you never forget that now. Never. And I'll never get the image out of you in a giant football jersey out of my head either <laughs> you know it was the it was the the, the early 2000s yeah. they had to be a little baggy i get it it's different now yeah. very different now. yep all right the reason i started out with football is because big 12 media days are over there's a lot of coverage on cycle fanatic we don't have to rehash everything but you know what it is it's officially watch list season oh and it's I think it's seven Saturdays yeah. until the first game. It sure is. Can you believe it? It's going to be here before you know it. I'm doing a dance. She is. She's bopping her head back and forth. I, I was, um, Jared posted some stuff about the watch list that Brock and Breeze and Will McDonald and all those Mike Rose are on. And I don't know what any, like at this point, it's like, cool, another watch list. Right. But it's fine with me. I like it. Keep piling them on. Yeah. So this is going to be a very... Uh, Olympics heavy, I would say. Would you yeah. say that episode? But I have one more episode 50 trivia for okay. you. Lay it on me. It's, it's also football that related. That really blew people out right there. That's good. I'm Keep sorry. them awake. Okay, this is the last football related one. Okay. Will there be more than 50 yards of penalty yards for horns down this season? <laughs> more or less than 50 yards? For us? No, just all oh, just all together. <laughs> I'm going to go with, they're going to laugh it off and say less. Okay. That's the official take from Elisa. She's yeah. going with the under on yeah. the 50 yards. I feel like they're going to give us a little bit because they're going to give every, the, they're going to give everybody a little bit. A little uh, wiggle room. Let them have a little fun. Okay. I hope you're right. <laughs> All right. Let's talk Olympics. The Olympics technically start today. They've actually already started. Japan kicked off a softball game against Australia, and I think mm -hmm. the U.S. is playing Italy probably right about now. Oh, is it later tonight? Yeah. Okay. I had it on here somewhere, but I have so many notes. I, I wrote out everything I was going to say instead of typically just writing some notes. Like word for word? Yeah. <laughs> now you can't find it? Yeah. It's the first time softball is in the Olympics in the last 13 years, which doesn't seem possible. I just, I mean, I know it wasn't, it hasn't been the Olympics for quite a while, but 13 years seems like a long time. Yeah. Um, it was dropped in 2008. That year, Japan won the gold medal. And uh, I looked back, Japan and the U.S. are the only ones to gold medal in, in softball since its history. Ever? In 1990. It only started in 1996, but still. So it was dropped in 2008. This is the first time since 2008, and it's not in the 2024 Olympics. But they're trying to advocate for it to be in the 2028 Olympics in L.A. So yeah. we'll see. 
I, it's a fast, super fast growing sport here. So yeah, I just wonder how it how it fares. <laughs> Sorry, that's some, my kid. She's she got singing. some extra music. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, um, I think she was singing the Juicy Wiggle. <laughs> she, I think she was probably singing Hamilton. <laughs> it was either it. Hamilton or In the Heights. Both Lynn Mal. Um, amazing. Manuel. Miranda. Yeah, they do. They start at 10 p.m. tonight against Italy. And I would just say, if you want to watch the uh, the U.S. softball team, watch Kat Osterman. Amazing pitcher. And then my favorite player, Rachel Garcia from UCLA. Yes. Yeah, so that so it's not a single elimination. It's one of those crazy. Yeah, it's a lot like Robin. yeah, like a college world series type yeah. situation. So yep. check it out. Hey Nora, can you go around Uncle Jared so you don't knock any cords off? Thank you. He was stressing out. I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that starts before the official uh, lighting of the torch. Yes. The opening ceremonies is U.S. Women's Soccer. Yeah. U.S. Women's National Team plays technically tomorrow although it's overnight our time they yeah. play against the swedes mm-hmm. who knocked them out in rio that's right so if you're awake at 1 30 a.m turn it on i think it's on the usa network could be yeah something like that one the of the usa network or one of those random channels that would be good advertising if it was the usa network well i don't know what it's it technically be. called anymore oh. i just know it's on one of those affiliates at this point Anyway, I know they're on. I know they're on. So those are on. That that all kicks off before the opening ceremonies, which are on Friday. Brilliant. Okay. Let's talk about the weird stuff going on with the Olympics. Did you see Coco Gauff tested positive? Yeah. So I have, um, I have, I don't know if it's necessarily thoughts, but I think like this is like a, there's like a, there's a very valid conversation that African-Americans are having about the vaccine and whether or not they choose to get it. And I don't think that that's really my place to step in and say she should have gotten it right? because her reasons are like historically like significant and make sense. And so, by the way, if you don't know what Elise is talking about, do some research yeah. and it won't take you long. Right. Yeah. So I like... When we talked about Coco, I just want to give the facts yeah. about her. Yeah. That she backed out of the Olympics because she tested positive. And a reminder, she's only 17 years old. Right. And so she like she tweeted, like, hopefully I'll have another chance to do that. She's currently ranked 25th in the world. So I don't know that she necessarily had a chance to um, medal in these right. games. But, I mean, you never know. You really never know game to game. Um, match to match who is going to win really she could have but she said it was always a dream of hers to represent the USA in the Olympics and she hopes there will be many more chances and I mean there will be many more chances and it's unfortunate and I'm hoping that it's asymptomatic and she's feeling fine Um, but that's just a fact and then after Coco announced that a number of the a member of the USA gymnastics team also tested positive, we found out later that it was an alternate. We yep. don't know which alternate it was, but we do know it was one of the teenagers. Yeah. So again, same thing kind of with Coco. We don't know all of the circumstances. She's a young girl. Yeah. We don't know what all went into it. And I think so there's a knee-jerk reaction to question why these athletes aren't getting vaccinated, yeah. and I'm guilty of that myself. Yeah. But I think we need to remember that each person has their own rationale and their own set of circumstances, and we don't know everything that goes into that decision. Yeah, and I do think, like, my first, my knee-jerk reaction was kind of, like, 
a lot of these athletes feel privileged, feel immune, feel like, you know, they're super healthy and could never get sick and this and that. But it's it's not about whether you get sick or whether you have long te- long term consequences at this point. Like it's that you don't get to play in the Olympics, right. you know, and that's a consequence right. that people are going to have to start dealing with consequences now that they have chosen now that it's readily available and they have chosen not to. And that's fine. If you have a reason that you've chosen not to do it. And she, I feel like gracefully took her consequences right. of her action. I think that's a great way to put it because if that's your choice, you know what could happen right? and then you can't be angry or pissed off when if the if that becomes a reality right and you also have to be willing and ready to uh take the public outcry or frustration of the why didn't you get the vaccine i right. think you have to be prepared for that right because there will be and i'm like i said i, I do that too right because i do i mean there are i do have a lot of questions of why wouldn't you just get the damn thing yeah but i you know there are a lot of historical cultural things that yeah. i don't particularly i can't relate to yeah because you know i'm a I'm a white girl, so. And I think that also we have learned in the last couple weeks from Naomi that we don't need to jump down their necks, that mental health is also a situation here. She's 17. Just a reminder before you get on Twitter and spout your little fingers off. She's 17. Do we, can we talk about that? This isn't Olympics related necessarily, but so Naomi Osaka, Osaka. Osaka yeah. uh, s- decided she was going to pull out of several major tennis tournaments, citing her mental health, saying she didn't feel comfortable answering questions from the media. It was messing up her game. It was me- messing up her mind. And then after that, she comes out and says she's um, doing like a Netflix documentary, but it was already done prior to this. Yeah. She also came out with the new Barbie, which why are we criticizing a, a young athlete for putting out a Barbie, but anyway, right. there's criticism out there. And then she was just, uh, and it was just announced that she's on the cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. And people lost their minds of saying, "How can you put your body out there when you can't take questions from reporters?" Can I just say those are two very different things? Oh, she yeah. might be completely confident in her body and not confident in how she responds to the media. Right. Just like some people are comfortable in how they talk or are able to public speak, but they're not comfortable with their body. They're right. Two entirely different things and also she's like you said she's young she's setting boundaries that are her boundaries can we just take a step back for a second no totally agree and actually this kind of goes into something that I also wanted to talk about so she is Naomi is the second highest paid Olympic athlete in these games after Kevin Durant and I a majority of the people on the top 10 list this list came out by Forbes and I didn't see Simone on there which makes me wonder and I couldn't find much information about her sponsorships and stuff but um so most of the people on the list were an nba players right which makes sense which makes sense and a, a good chunk of those also mentioned that they're um that most of their money came on the court like chris middleton is on there and it said like nearly all of the money that he made this year comes from his paycheck from the NBA. Whereas with Naomi, so she's the second highest paid athlete at the Olympics after Kevin Durant. And she made 60 million this year, 55 million were in endorsements. Wow. And only 5 million were in prize money. So imagine Kevin Durant only makes $5 million and the rest is in endorsements. That's Mm -hmm. not true. So I think that, you know, Naomi is probably up there with the most 
the most endorsements of any athlete at right. the Olympics. Right. Because she comes from a sport where she doesn't get paid on the court. On the court, right. basically. Yeah, unless she wins. So I, I just thought that that was a really interesting fact. And when you're talking about all of these other endorsements, that's because she's a businesswoman. Like these are the money monies that she's making because she's investing in herself and she's she's going out to get a paycheck. Yeah, so that, I think that's important for two reasons. One, um, just take that, take that, keep that in mind when you're criticizing her going out and and doing these endorsements, like you're saying. Right. Two, she has a lot more to lose if she decides I'm going to pull back and not play, not because she's not going to get the money on the court, but if suddenly if she's not playing and she's not out there and she's not representing the brands, they're going to say, well, right. wait a second. So I just like, I keep that in mind. She's, yeah. she's carefully weighing her decisions and she's made a decision that mental health is very important right now. So, yeah. And I'm also picturing like every cover that Michael Phelps was <laughs> ever on in his teeny weeny itsy bitsy yellow polka dot bikini, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's all good for him. Which also leads me to another point. Okay. So the this I don't this doesn't actually have to do with the Olympics, but I That's think fine. it was leading up to the Olympics. So the Norwegian beach oh, volleyball yeah. I players. I want to talk about this too. Yeah. So they were fined by the European. I guess they call it handball over there. Over Those there. Weirdos. Yeah. Um, European Handball Federation because they wore shorts instead of bikini bottoms, and the men get to wear like shorts to their knees. Like imagine basketball shorts. Yes. That's what the men wear and tank tops and the women wear tiny there's their bikini bottoms yeah. I mean truly they are yeah and so I tried when I was thinking about this earlier to pay, play devil's advocate and what I came up with was that they need to wear the bikini bottoms because and that's where I got stuck <laughs> do you remember so when we played we had long sleeves and then yeah. um, the long compression shorts yeah. and then it kind of moved away from that to the shorter shorts and then sleeveless mm-hmm. and now I've seen kind of a trend back towards long sleeves but the shorts have gotten progressively shorter and oh shorter yeah and shorter. I don't sure. know what the answer is like if you can't wear why couldn't you just wear long compression shorts right what the hell's the difference why can't they just wear whatever they want and we don't commentate on I it I mean that would be great too that would be ideal because they're out there to play sports but I mean truly they're not they're out there for men to ogle them and which which is is the legitimate reason why they have to wear bikini bottoms like that's that's yeah, a I fact I don't know what else and it's you can't argue so I'm, I'm curious so they got fined because they wanted to wear something else that was better covering yeah and then I'm not sure what's going to happen but I'd be curious to see if there's some sort of a lawsuit or some you know I, I guess I don't even know what the governing body is for them but yeah. it'll be curi- it'll be interesting to see how that plays out yeah so also double Paralympic world champion oh my Olivia gosh Breen, saw this too she was told that her sprint briefs were too short and in appropriate so it's like <laughs> so part of me wants to I'm just gonna like call a spade a spade is it because she's disabled yes, is the, yes. It, that's why you don't want that's why you don't want her to be in bikini bottoms yeah I mean is that why because she doesn't like get you going yeah is that why yeah men, like I'm, I'm not guys in, right, with you. guys in charge I'm not talking to you I'm talking to men who are telling these women what to wear and making these decisions like I mean your your slips showing you know what I mean I feel yeah so so generally speaking before we talk about some of the specific athletes that we want to keep our eye on these Olympics have already been kind of a mess um, and they haven't even started yet <laughs> obviously Tokyo 
has a serious COVID outbreak happening. Their population is largely unvaccinated. They're concerned about athletes coming in. I don't know if you saw today, they have these uh, beds, they're they're cardboard to discourage athletes having sex in the Olympic village. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, I don't know, just little thing. Well, it's not little to them, but Toyota was their, one of their major sponsors. They pulled out uh, just like a couple days ago because they're just, the country doesn't want it. So they're like, what are we doing? I heard 10,000 volunteers quit. Oh man. It's just a lot. I, I, at this point as an Olympic athlete, I would be little nervous how this is going to go. If yeah. it, I mean, it would be devastating at this point to, to, I don't think it's going to get canceled. I just wonder if there will be certain things that don't go as planned yeah. or don't, I mean, certain events or, you know, whatever that yeah. don't get done, but yeah. Oh, rough, rough. Do you want to talk about another blunder that we both saw? Yeah. <laughs> the, it's the Paralympic oh, games. Yeah. So Becca Myers, six time Olympic Medalist chose not to compete in the Tokyo Paralympic Games because she was denied a personal care assistant. So they, the games told her there would be a personal care assistant for her available. Can I just say she's deaf and blind? Right, she's deaf and blind. <laughs> and they said, and her personal care assistant is her mom. Yeah. And they said, no, she can't come. There will be one there for you. And 33 other Paralympic swimmers won personal care assistant for 33 other Paralympic swimmers and she just didn't feel safe or comfortable with that which I can't blame her yeah don't blame her at all and decided not to go like that's it's similar to the the moms wanting their children while breastfeeding like come on guys right let's just just (laughs) use our common sense I don't know (laughs) yeah I I just don't have a ton of confidence in how this is all gonna roll out no we'll see agreed all right let's take a quick break and then I want to chat a little bit about the women's uh national basketball team with a couple of ugly losses before the Olympics yeah for sure um you've heard us talk about farm story meats before uh but we're going to talk about about them again because we all know the importance of knowing where our food comes from Elisa we talked about that a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. but sometimes it can be impossible to tell but with farm story meats Ray Schmidt uh, who is out of he's a local Iowa boy and his family raises certified Chester white pork he works with his neighbors and friends to raise grass-fed and Angus beef pasture-raised poultry and heritage breed lamb so they are based in Ames but they sell everything online uh, I'm sure you've heard us talk about it Chris and and uh, Brent on their podcast, but we're talking everything from bacon to ribs to pork chops, brats, brisket, ribeye, everything that an Iowa girl or guy could ever want. They have some certain packages on there that look really good. One is like a all pork package. We should buy one and then have a nice barbecue. That would be epic. Let's do it. Okay. These guys will eat it too, but they <laughs> offer free deliveries to central Iowa, Ames, Ankeny, Des Moines area, and they can ship anywhere else across the country if, if you're not listening to us in central Iowa. So check them out, farmstorymeats.com. Ray's a former Cy. I think we've told you guys that before, and he's a big supporter of Cyclone Fanatics. So he's offering a discount code. Type in FREEDOM10, the number 10, at checkout, and this offer is good through the end of the month, the end of July. And... Uh, order before June 20 well we're well past June 27th this is an old <laughs> but again for the 10% off it's freedom 10 that's good for the end of July for a discount that's farmstorymeats.com okay we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back. Let's talk a little bit about the women's national basketball team. So the men lost. Uh, we heard a ton about that. Yes. So they lost to, was it Australia and Nigeria? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the women... First, it was Team WNBA, the All-Stars, played against Team USA. It was okay. kind of their, which was a really cool way to do it, by the way. It was the, it was the All-Star break for the WNBA, and that's how they did their All-Star game. Yeah. But Team USA lost 93-85 to 85 in, in that game. It was a super competitive game. It was, the game was tied 13 different times. There were 10 lead changes. So it's, I mean, it's not as if they weren't just, you know, they weren't honing in like a typical All-Star game would be. Yeah. So the NBA, the WNBA commissioner made a joke about she's never seen so much defense in an all-star game, so, <laughs> which is great. And Sue Bird said she was okay with it because she thought, you know, maybe it taught Team USA a couple of lessons. Yeah. They're, not, they're not a full team yet. It was kind of one of their first times getting thrown together. You're throwing 12 of the best players in the league together. It doesn't necessarily mean it's all going to mesh. Yeah. So whatever, whatever. It's one of those things where you don't try to put a lot of emphasis on and just kind of move on. But then two days later, on July 16th, the U.S. Uh, team lost to Australia at 70 to 67. It's mm-hmm. the first time the Aussies beat the women's uh, team USA since 2010. Wow. So I don't know. It's one of those things. It's similar to the men. You don't want to freak out because these are some of the best athletes in the world and yeah. they're the best basketball players on the planet. But at the same time, it is a little concerning. Yeah. And I mean, there's been a conversation with the men's um, team that the last couple MVPs of the league have been from overseas. Right. And, you know, what does that mean? But still, like, the and LeBron's not playing, but, like, still, they still have the majority the great majority of the best players and it's just a matter of getting those players together and letting them play together and meshing and stuff but that's also the case for Nigeria and for Australia and I mean maybe they don't have as many NBA guys and maybe they are playing together a little bit more yeah so um, there's a couple arguments there but as far as the women go like Diana Taurasi wasn't playing with them she hasn't played since like early July and and coach Staley did say we were messing with some different lineup changes and different so I get it I totally understand it just I was a little bit shocked because on paper they should be by and large the best team in the world right yeah so I always say this when we're talking about the NFL preseason so the preseason you don't know what the coaches are telling them to do maybe they're telling them you know I want you to focus on catching it with your left hand right they're you know experimenting. what I mean yeah right. they're experimenting and so it's not going to be how they usually play and I'm hoping that that's the case with these two teams and the good news is on Sunday the the they beat Nigeria 93 to 62 is a dominating win and they're probably on the right track they're yeah. in search of a historic seventh great straight gold medal and they're looking to extend a 49 game winning streak at the Olympics that dates back to 1992 so it's pretty wild that's I'm, I'm sure they'll be fine yeah fingers crossed Okay, would you like another episode 50 game? Yes. How many countries were awarded a total of 50 or more medals, total medals, in the 2016 Rio Olympics? Dang, I was hoping the answer would be 50. <laughs> I'm not that good. Okay. Seven. Four. Oh. Guess the top one. 
Norway. It's the U.S., you dummy. (laughs) It was U.S., Great Britain, China, and Russia. The United States had 46 golds, 121 total medals. And for comparison's sake, green, great, green. Great Britain only had 67 total medals. So there you go. All right. All right, would you like one more uh, episode 50 game before we go to our next quick break? Yes, please. Okay. Who do you think, in your mind, is the best athlete to ever wear the number 50? Uh, Me. (laughs) Hands down. Easy one. Me. I should have realized that. Yeah. Okay. Well, besides you, according to Bleacher Report, guess David Robinson of the Spurs, which makes, I was like, oh, duh. Yeah. So 14 seasons with the Spurs, no big deal, but he was a 10-time All-Star, won two championships, was the MVP in 1995, Hall of Famer with Michael Jordan and John Stockton. I mean... Honorable mention was Mike Singletary of the Bears. He okay. won. He was on their Super Bowl team. So I don't remember people's numbers. I don't either, except for my own. But when I saw Robinson, I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, okay. All right, I'll just remind you all that we're brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for source source. <laughs> also, your source for official cyclone gear with an amazing team of designers. Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. Okay, I have a couple of little tidbits about women in the news, which I think you and I shared this one. I don't know if you saw everybody, but last week... All y'all. Y'all, the Orioles and Rays game featured an all-female broadcast team. Yeah. It's the first time in MLB history. Hopefully it's not the last time. But hopefully not. I, I love it. I didn't see it till after the fact. I wish I could have tuned in. I know. Same. Do you want to just throw out a couple of the names of people we're watching on the Olympics as they kick off on Friday? Sure. And then we'll keep it. We'll keep track of them as we go in the next yes. couple of weeks. OK. So obviously, like Simone Biles and Sunisa Duh. Lee. Sunisa has the most difficult bar routine in the world. No big deal. So tune in her, to her bar. Allison Felix um, is she's also she's running the 400 meters and also the mixed gender four by 400, which I thought was interesting. Oh. It's new. Um, so that's new, and then the three-on-three, three, that's basketball. Is that new as well? I think three-on-three three basketball. Or was that? They, that's not new. It, it, Jared's saying yes. Okay. Um, so Sydney McLaughlin and Delilah Muhammad, track and field, 400-meter um, hurdles. It's going to be between those two, most likely. Uh, April Ross and Alex Kleinman in uh, sand volleyball. And, I mean, just the usual names, Katie Ledecky, Simone Manuel, swimming. And the entire U.S. Women's National Team for Soccer. Obviously. We're big fans. Yeah. Big fans. Okay, here's our last installment of the episode 50 game for this episode. Are you ready? Yes. I'm going to give you two inspiring female athletes over the age of 50. We've got Joan Benoit Samuelson. She's 64. She won the gold medal in the Women's Marathon in 1984, which was the first year it was offered. She held the fastest times in the Chicago and Boston marathons for several decades. And no big deal, but in 2019, the 40th anniversary of her first Boston marathon, she finished in three hours and four minutes. Wow. Wow. The other one is Ida Keeling. She's 106 year, six years old. She holds the record in the 60-meter and 100-meter distances for women in the 95 to 99 and 100-year-old age groups. Check out her story. Google it if you don't know it. It's really amazing. Awesome. All right. That's episode 50, everybody. Thanks for hanging along with us all these episodes. Hang in for 50 more. <laughs> Iowa State plays in six Saturdays. Go Cyclones. Go State.